to Genesis chapter number 37. Genesis chapter number 37. Uh, it's good to have Miss Rosa Maddox back with us for the second time. Let's give God praise and glory for that. Amen. Good to have her back with us. And I hope we have been a blessing the first time, and I hope we'll be a greater blessing today. While you're turning in your Bible to Genesis chapter number 37, I want you to be uh, in mindful of prayer for your preacher. Uh, he's going to be traveling to Florida tomorrow uh, 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 to preach at Camp Tracy, uh, uh, the children's home. Uh, I'm going to be dealing with a lot of troubled youth. And, uh, and it's just amazing. Uh, that's right, you can all stand. Uh, uh, that's, that's fine. I, I was going to get to it, but y'all go ahead and stand if you want to. Uh, I, I'll try to cut my commentary a little shorter, amen? Uh, uh, but anyhow, uh, y'all pray for me. How many of you from last week until this week, uh, the challenge that was laid out, it's amazing to me how God works uh, and, and how he delivers things in the house of God and how, how he is doing things the way he is doing. I read, now, uh, now honest to God, my hand before the Lord, I read in a coon dog magazine this week. I mean, I was getting my studying done, say amen. Uh, I, was, I was reading this book and I came across a little article in the Coon Dog magazine that said, you're watching too much TV. I said, there ain't no way this is in a Coon Dog magazine. And then it began to say, and it gave the hours and the time that, that people spend watching TV and it talked about reading a good book. I'm thinking, here we are laying a challenge out to our parents to take some time and spend some time with your teenager somewhere else besides in front of the boob tube. And, uh, and a lot of teenagers are coming up to me and telling me, Preacher, this is what we're doing. And boy, we have had the best week all yeah. week long. How many, of you, how many of you are trying the challenge and trying to cut back on that, on that TV? Would you help me? All right. How many of y'all are going to try in the future? Help me. Man. Help me. Amen. All right. I tell you, it's hard to stay glued to that TV and stay right with Jesus. Amen. You can like it or not. Doesn't matter to me. Uh, one man told me earlier this week, said, Preacher, man, you can't even watch the commercials anymore. Uh, and, and, hey, I, I know. Amen. Uh, I want to read in Genesis 37 in verse number 1. If you're there, say amen. amen. The Bible says, And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph being how old? Seventeen years old was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Say that sentence with me. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Say it again. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he had him made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that, their father loved him more than all his brethren. They hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. Now look over in verse number 23. It says, And it came to pass, when Joseph was coming to his brethren, that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. And they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty, and there was no water in it. Now, to save time, 
uh, we know that Joseph was thrown in the pit. Then later his brothers sold him into slavery. He ends up in, being in Egypt in a, in a house called uh, of a man named Potiphar. Uh, he is now a Potiphar's top servant. He is now Potiphar's top man in the house. But there comes a problem. The Bible says in the next chapter, in verse 39, chapter 39, in verse number 7. Chapter 39, in verse number 7. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, lie with me, but he what? Refused. He refused. Amen. Say amen. amen. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, behold... My master wotteth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass that she spake to Joseph day by day that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went in the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house therein. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. That's a good thing to do, young people, right there. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth. Now watch what she does. She called the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought in a Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. Skip down to verse 20. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. But the Lord was Amen. with Joseph. Amen. But the Lord was with him. Amen. Doesn't matter where you are if he's with you. Amen. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you now, Lord, to anoint the word. I ask you now to touch and, Lord, give us what we need today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. You may be seated here this morning. As I was saying a little earlier, uh, I'm going to Camp Tracy uh, 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 tomorrow, Tuesday, and Wednesday uh, to do everything I can to help some troubled kids. Uh, there are some children that, that this is their last resort before jail. Uh, there are some children whose parents just don't want them anymore. Uh, there are some children there that have come from broken down situations. And, and listen, this is their only hope, and Brother McCormick is going to be the best friend they'll ever have. Amen. And I'm, I, I, I've been praying about what to, what to preach and praying about what to do. God has been moving in our own church. God has been moving in our own young people. God has been stirring up the nest. God has got involved in every one of our lives, doing things, getting things out, cleaning things up, rearranging things. And I'm here to tell you, if God moves in, he ain't going to leave things the way they are. God always has a remodeling program that he begins when he moves in the house. And I was praying and begging God what to do. And I, 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 God gave me a thought this week that I wanted to write down. And I talked with uh, Preacher McCormick this week and was sharing with him some of the thoughts I had. And I, I got a chance to sit down and put it down on paper. And I want to preach this morning on the subject, just do right. Just do right. 
do you know in these two circumstances with Joseph, he did the right thing, but it cost him dearly. Do you know I have found out in life there are going to come times in your life, and especially young people, please pay close attention to what I'm saying. Uh, this is especially for you. It's for everybody, but please pay close attention to this. There's going to come times in your life where you're going to have to make a choice. There's going to come times in your life when you're not going to be around your daddy, you're not going to be around your mama, you're not going to be around your preacher, you're not going to be around, listen, your counselor. You're going to be all by yourself, and you're going to have to make a choice on whether or not you're going to do the right thing. And I want, to, I want to beg you and implore this morning to do the right thing. Amen. There was a man by the name of Bob Jones Sr. Most of y'all have heard of Bob Jones University in Greenville, South Carolina. Bob Jones Sr. had many sentence sermons. He had many different sayings that he was known for. He would say a, a saying that would kind of stick with us. And uh, one of his sayings was, you and God make up a majority in your community. Amen? I like that. That was good. You can borrow brains, but you cannot borrow character. He said the acid test of our love for God is obedience to his word. Boy, don't we all need to memorize that one. Don't tell me how much you love God. Don't tell me how much you love Jesus if you're not going to do what he tells you to do. He says, if you love me, keep my commandment. And he also said, you can't do wrong and get away with it. Say amen right there. Now, this is his most famous sentence sermon. This is the most famous sentence sermon. Everybody knows Bob Jones Sr. for this one. He said, it's never, it's never right to do wrong in order to get a chance to do right. He said, do right if the stars fall, just do right. Amen. Church, say amen. amen. I, I was reading and studying, and I, I, found, I found a statement that was made by Abraham Lincoln. The, 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 the paragraph begins, it says, throughout his administration, Abraham Lincoln was a president that was under constant fire, especially during the scarring years of the Civil War. And though he knew, now listen, though he knew he would make heirs of office, he resolved never to compromise his integrity. So strong was his resolve that he once said, this is what he said, this is a quote, I desire so to conduct the affairs of this ministration that if at the end, when I come to lay down the reins of power, I have lost every other friend on earth, I shall at least have one friend left, and that friend shall be down inside of me. Preacher, what are you saying? There's going to come a time when the decision you make may cost your friendship. It, it, listen, there may come a time when the decision you make, it may cost a job, it may cost a career, it may cost something that you love dearly. But I guarantee you this, if you do right, there is a friend that's sticking closer than any brother. Jesus will stand by you no matter where you go. Abraham Lincoln said, when I lay it all down, when I set it down, listen, if I've lost every friend and kept my integrity, there is a friend that's inside of me. Church, I want to beg you to do right. If the stars fall, do right. Number one, if you're taking notes, I want to share this with you and Brother Barry's buying my lunch today. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right. Chapter 37. Chapter 37, verse 2. Young people, are you paying attention, young people? That's when you say amen. All right, young people, let's try that one more time. Are you paying attention? All right, all right. Uh, verse 2, if you're in 
Chapter 37, verse 2, say amen. amen. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the house, uh, with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Number one, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. In, in, in the topic, in the title of the sermon, Doing Right, I want you to see number one. I want you to see the courage that he expressed. The courage that he expressed. Uh, I, I looked up the word courage to find out what the word courage meant. The word courage means, and, and it deals with a mental capacity, a mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. How many of you, how many of you in this building is kind of like your preacher and you don't like confrontation? How many of y'all have learned uh, in, in, in the time you've been living on this planet that life is always confrontational? You're always having to confront something, whether it's uh, a temptation to do wrong, uh, whether it's the bully on the block, uh, whether it's the person in the, in the, in the grocery line uh, when the grocery, uh, the, the sticker on, 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 the, on, the, on the item says 25 cent, but the lady charges you 35 cent a dime. Are y'all with me? My wife, wait a minute, wait, it said 25 cents. I said, baby, if you'll play, I'll give you a dime in the car if you'll come on. I don't like confrontation. I mean, I got people behind me. I got people surrounding me. And it seems like when, 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 when she does things like this, that I'm standing there, and it's like all of a sudden there's 500 eyes looking directly at me wondering why I'm so cheap over dime. But Tammy says, it's the principle of the thing. If they'll steal a dime from me, they'll steal a dime from them. Hey, 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 she's confrontational. Say amen. But you see, right's right, isn't it? Amen. Tammy says they're going to do right. If it's quarter, it's going to be a quarter. Amen. And life is confrontational. And you know it's going to take courage to do the right thing. He had a situation here. If you're, if you're taking notes, write this underneath this. Courage. I want you to see, A, he had courage to fulfill his duty. He had courage to fulfill his duty. He had a responsibility. Well, a lot of people don't understand. Joseph was an overseer. He was a type of a foreman, and he had a responsibility. Now, listen, you at work, you in the workforce, you at the home, no matter where it is, you have a responsibility, you have a duty to fulfill. You do the right thing. It's going to take courage because sometimes doing the right thing is going to make somebody mad. You just go ahead and do the right thing anyhow. Yeah. And it took Joseph courage to fulfill his duty. Not only that, when it came to his brothers, he had to bring back that evil report. He had to bring back and tell what was going on and do. He was not a tattletale. He was doing the right thing. Not only did he have courage uh, to fulfill his duty, but B, he had courage to fight his defilement. Listen, when it came to Potiphar's wife, he was, listen, he was a young man just like the young men in this room. Listen, he had desires just like every young man in this room. He had blood flowing through his veins, and listen, it was all there. But he had courage to say no. He had courage to do the right thing. He had courage to do what God had told him to do. He said, I'm not going to sin against my master, and I'm not going to sin against my God. Listen, he had a fear of God. He had favor with God. He was doing the right thing, and it took courage. 
There was nobody in the room. There was nobody around. Nobody would have known but God. And that was enough for Joseph. He had courage. And it takes courage. It takes courage. It's amazing. Uh, a lot of us adults, we'll, we'll jump on the bandwagon and we'll beat our kids over the head. You do this. And all them things we're telling them, we didn't do when we was there. Now, I'm not saying it's still not the right thing. I, I, I want them to do things that I was stupid and fell in and, and, and messed up doing, but we need to understand this is not the easiest thing in the world, and we need to help them every step of the way and help them build their courage to do the right thing. How many of y'all know it takes courage to do the right thing? Listen, number two. Number two. Not only do we see the courage he expressed, the courage just to do the right thing. Number two, the cost he endured. The cost he endured. Sometimes, sometimes doing the right things will cost you. It'll cost you. You say, preacher, what did it cost him? A, if you're taking notes, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. He was misunderstood. He was misunderstood. The Bible says in verse number two that he brought back an evil report. You say, preacher, how in the world was he misunderstood? Write this down underneath that. I've got three, three ways and three areas that he was misunderstood. The first area he was misunderstood, they misunderstood his responsibility with his function. See, his brothers was doing stupid things. His brothers were not acting right. His brothers was not uh, uh, doing the flock the way it should have been done. They were careless in what they were doing. Joseph had a responsibility with his function. He had a job to do. He was an overseer of the flock. He had a responsibility to care for the flock. He had a responsibility to keep uh, uh, tabs on what was going on. And when there was a problem, when there was an issue, we find out that he had to deal with it and his brothers didn't like it. Let me tell you the hardest position to be in is when you're working with co-workers and you get promoted and they don't. And then you go from being a friend to a foreman and boy, it becomes hell on earth. Because all of a sudden, things change. All of a sudden, responsibilities change. All of a sudden, you have an accountability that you have to meet. You have a responsibility that you have to take care of and you have somebody that's going to be on your backside if it don't get done and they don't. But here's the problem. They expect you to be like it was before. Well, we're friends. Yeah, but we still got a job to do. Listen, there's nobody. Listen, it takes advantage like friends and family. Friends and family. They expect you just because you're family to show them favors. Amen, Rev. Go right ahead right there. If there is a job to be done, it doesn't matter if it's friends, family, or foes. You need to do the best you can, as hard as you can. It doesn't matter if you're related to them or not. It doesn't matter if you've been bosom buddies your whole life. It doesn't matter. You do right. 
Don't take advantage of somebody because they're related to you. If they are above you, you do what they say. Listen, leave it there at the job. It doesn't matter what. I remember, I remember, and I don't know if I, I should have the liberty to do this or not, but I don't believe my dad would mind. I remember when he was a member of New Testament Baptist Church and God called him to preach and they asked him to be the pastor and then everything changed. Because his accountability changed. His authority changed. It went from being a buddy, it went to being a partner church member to now somebody who's in authority and somebody has responsibility, but they expected everything to be the same. It can't be that way. And y'all that are in them positions, listen, y'all are going to be hated. Y'all are going to be disliked. Y'all are going to be disdained. Y'all are going to be despised just because you do the right thing. But irregardless, you do the right thing. Amen. What did Abraham Lincoln say? If I've lost them all, I've kept my integrity. He was misunderstood in his responsibility with his function. Listen, number two, not only his responsibility with his function, he was misunderstood with his relationship with his father. Watch what he says. Watch what he says in verse number, verse number four. Or excuse me, go back to verse three. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. Now watch this verse four. And when his brethren, now this is where he's having the trouble. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, say it with me. Say it again. Say it again. And watch this. And could not speak peaceably unto him. Preacher, what are you saying? When you have somebody that's in a right relationship with God and has the favor of God on them, those that do not have the same relationship, those who do not have that same relationship with God, when they look upon that that they do, it tears them to pieces. Well, I just don't know why you have all you got. Vance Havner said, if you want somebody to talk about you, have three things. Know more, do more, or have more, and people are going to talk about you. Amen. Well, I just don't know why this is that. I just don't know why. Well, you know, I don't, don't hate God's favor on my life. Amen. They hated him. He had a coat of many colors. Was that, was that, did Joseph have anything to do with that? Did Joseph have anything to do with the father's relationship with them other sons? He had nothing to do with him, yet he was the one who had to deal with the, the consequences of it. Now let me say this. If your heart is not right with God, if you do not have a right relationship with your father, don't take it out on somebody who does. Amen. The most miserable person in this world, and I ain't looking for a bunch of shouting, I don't, even, I don't care no more. Listen, I want to do the right thing. The most miserable person in this world is that Christian who is saved and born again and he's outside of the will of God. He's outside of where God wants him to be and the most, the, the one thing that he hates the most is getting around other Christians who's happy. 
Because he's not, hey, listen, he ain't where they are. He wants what they have, but he's too prideful to get right with God to get what he used to have. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, 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 it's amazing how miserable Peter was out in that fishing boat. I go fishing, fished all night long and didn't catch anything. You go ahead and go out and do your own thing. You go ahead and backslide on God and do your own thing. I guarantee you this, you're going to be the most miserable creature in this world. Because you're going to go back out to the bar and you're going to find out that beer don't taste the same as it used to taste. You're going to find out dancing on that dance floor, it just ain't like it used to be. I just can't feel comfortable out there anymore. Why? There's somebody in you that's going to eat your insides out called the Holy Ghost. And then you're going to come back in church and find people that are shouting and praising and giving God glory and praise. And they're excited about what God has done. They're excited about God's hand on their life. They're excited about God's favor on their life. And you wonder why. Why don't I have that? And then get mad because they do. I don't know why I can't shout. No, you need to get right. You see... Those brothers' relationship with the father wasn't what it's supposed to be. Amen. You know why? Because he had to keep bringing back an evil report. They were being stupid. Yeah, I said that word. That's what they were being. But instead of saying, man, we need to, we need to make things right with Pop. We need, we need to go home and tell Pop we hadn't been doing right by his flock. We hadn't been doing right with our responsibilities. Amen. And we're going to make things right. No, they would rather... Get angry at somebody else who was in his favor. He was misunderstood. He was misunderstood with his responsibility. He was misunderstood with his relationship. But watch this one here. I like this one. He was misunderstood with his revelation with his future. He dreamed a dream. Everybody hates a dreamer. Especially those that ain't got no dream. <laughs> Yeah, we working, we working on something. Me and my family, we, we've, uh, God's allowed us to uh, uh, get some different property and, and, uh, and we're trying to, uh, we're in the process of selling our house and, and trying to do something. I'm, I, I was going to go buy a comb and tent, but Tammy wasn't for that. I don't know why. But uh, she, Tammy drew out something and uh, some house plans, you know what I mean? Uh, 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 and it had it all laid out there and, and uh, I got home, and she said, Wait, look what I got, look what I got. So I, I, I was looking at it, and, uh, and, uh, and, and she says, why are you frowning? I said, baby, this house would fit on five acres of land. Say amen. <laughs> she said, well, a girl can dream, can't she? Amen. She said, you're just despising my dreams. You ain't got one, amen. You know, it's amazing how young Christians can be so excited about something. And have a dream. Yeah. And old mossy back Christians ain't done nothing in years. Yep. Got some sourpuss thing to say about it. Yep. Negative. Negative. He said, man, I had a dream the other night. Now, Joseph, he didn't, he didn't conjure up this dream. He didn't say, hmm, let me see how I can irritate my brother some more. God gave him a dream. But you know, when, and I know this because preachers are the most jealous people in this world. Am I right, Dad? Tell the truth. 
Tell the truth. Preachers are jealous over who gets to preach at night or who preaches in the morning. Uh, preacher McCormick called me. He called me and asked me. He said, now, preacher, he said, now, last year, last year you told me this, and I did. I meant it with all my heart. He said, you, you didn't care when you preached or how many times. you." I said, son, you can put me in the corral or you can ride me all night. It don't matter to me. And I meant it, too. I meant it. But you know what? They can be the most jealous people in the world. You can be right down the road and your church is a parking lot's filling up. There's people coming and getting saved and people leaving excited and the first thing that happens, especially if it ain't happened for them, well, I tell you, I wonder how they compromise to get a crowd. Bless God, I knew them screens would do it. Bless God, that's right out of a movie theater. Amen. I tell you, there'll be a strobe light in there next. Amen. Y'all laugh. I got one on layaway. Say amen. But see, they got to make some excuse why it ain't happening down there. And you know the crazy thing is that they don't understand? Hey, they might be doing right and he might be doing everything, but the timing ain't right for their place. It's hard watching other people grow while you ain't. How you know that, preacher? Because I have. And it's not easy. It's not easy. But I guarantee you this, do not disdain somebody because they got a dream. He was misunderstood when it came to his dream. The Bible says when he told his brothers his dream, they hated him the more. What, what can we take from that? Be careful who you tell your dream to. But don't ever lose your dream. Boy, I got a dream. You know what Jamal Anderson said? You know the one, that, the running back for, for, for the Atlanta Falcons? He, he did the dirty bird thing, you know, the dance and all that. Anyhow, this is what he said. He went to a, a high school graduation of a young man who had to do a kidney or a, a, some kind of kidney transplant for his, I believe it was his mother or brother, and he had to quit playing football. He was a great football star. Well, he quit playing football altogether so that he could donate that kidney, and Jamal was so moved by it, he came and spoke at his graduation, and he said, dreams are the backbone behind reality's accomplishments. You know why we're flying at 747s? Because the Wright brothers, they were dreaming one day on the side of a hillside saying, I want to do what that bird's doing. Yeah. Everything starts with a dream. Young people, don't ever let somebody steal your dream. Amen. Say amen. amen. Listen, he was misunderstood. The cost of doing right, sometimes you're going to be misunderstood. Sometimes the responsibility you have, sometimes the things you have to do, sometimes the decisions you have to make. It's not easy decisions to have to make. Sometimes it's going to cross hairs. Sometimes it's going to make people mad. But you have to do the right thing. Say, preacher, how do you always gauge that? First thing I do, it's not in the notes, but I'm just preaching what God's telling me to preach. First thing you do, you get a lot of counsel. When it comes time to making that decision to do the right thing, you get a lot of counsel. The Bible says there's safety in the multitude of counsel. And I'm not talking about counseling everybody and the brother. I'm not talking about everybody that's failed at what you're trying to do. I'm talking about somebody that's been successful. I'm talking about somebody who's made it through. I don't want to go and talk to the one about marriage who's been divorced five times. I want to go and talk to the one who's been married for 78 years. Say amen. Listen, the one who's failed in businesses one time after another, I want to go talk to Donald. Say amen. amen. And I don't mean duck neither. Get good counsel. Amen. 
and then pray, pray, pray. And that's what's going to happen. When it comes time to make your decision, whether it be about a mate, whether it be about a job, whether it be about a career, whatever it may be, when it comes to make that decision, when you've counseled everybody that's godly, that knows the Lord, and counseled and got all the counsel you can, and prayed and prayed and prayed about the situation, then the Bible says in Colossians, let the peace of God rule your heart. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. Sometimes you can get counsel from somebody that sounds good, but God's roaring in your spirit, roaring in your heart, saying, no, don't you do this. You better go with the peace of God in your heart. Sometimes I've had to make decisions. People say, why are you doing this? I just say, I don't know. All I know is this, that God's telling me what I need to do. And if I don't do what God's telling me to do, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. When I resigned Long Branch, ask my wife. She's sitting right there. When I resigned Long Branch, they begged me not to leave. They begged me not to leave. We baptized five people the very last service I preached there. And I'm not trying to say that because it, it, was, it was God and, 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 and all that. I'm saying this. God told me what to do. And this was their reply. Preacher, what church are you, you taking? I said, I'm not taking no church. I don't have a church to go to. Well, what do you mean? You're supposed to have a church before you leave this one. I said, no, no, you're thinking in the wrong logic. When God says go, you go. When God says stay, you stay. Whatever he tells you to do, you best get it done. I said, he's telling me to go. What are you going to do? I don't know. Now, that was enough for me. She struggled with it a little bit, but I... But you know what? Tammy, did we ever miss a meal? Did we ever miss a bill? Not one thing. Sometimes you're going to be misunderstood when you do the right thing. Not only was he misunderstood, the cost he endured, not only was he misunderstood, but then he was mistreated. He's mistreated. How was he mistreated, preacher? The Bible says, the Bible says in that chapter, verse, chapter 37, verse 23, and it came to pass when Joseph was coming to his brethren that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him, and they took him and cast him into a pit and the pit was empty, and there was no water in it. We know that later on they, they, they sold him into slavery. So how was he mistreated? A, if you're taking notes, or number one, he was fiercely attacked. He was fiercely attacked. Be careful of those that are attacking others. You may not know the whole story. Be careful of rising up and attacking somebody before you know the whole deal. I have found this. Well, I tell you what, they have a right. They have a right. They have, oh, yeah? Okay. Everybody that attacked, everybody that attacked that I found as far as a retaliating type situation in the Bible was on the wrong. Peter swung and cut the man's ear off. Jesus, put it up. Amen. The Bible says Jesus was reviled, but he reviled not again. If I have the heart of God, and if I'm right with God, they can attack me, but I ain't going to attack back. Amen. Preacher, what are you saying? Sometimes those attacking are in a place where they are not in a right place 
relationship with their father. So be careful of jumping on the bandwagon. It's so easy. It's so easy. When we think there is an injustice, when we think there is an injustice, when we think there is something uh, that's in this area, uh, uh, listen, those brothers thought they had a right. It's not fair. Uh, listen, he, he has all the privileges and, and, and Father loves him best and, and he has a dream and, and listen, he's always telling on us and, and, and they felt they had a right, but they were wrong. Now, church, sometimes when you do the right thing, you're going to be attacked for doing it. Listen, he was fiercely attacked. But then, number two, we know the situation with Potiphar's wife. He was falsely accused. He did the right thing, then he was falsely accused. She said, let me tell you, this man came in here, tried to rape me, and she was the one that was hitting on him. Be careful getting on that phone without going to the source. Amen. You know what? What would have happened if, 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 if we know, I mean, he's got to defend his wife in this situation. He didn't know. What if he didn't went to Joseph? Now, Joseph, talk to me, son. Go to the source. You know what I found out? I hadn't, I hadn't been doing this long, but... I've been doing this since I was 17 years old, and the amount of time I have been doing this, I found out there's two sides to every story. And sometimes there's three sides. One side, the other side, and the truth. Because every time I have a side, now when me and and Tammy are discussing situations, and uh, I always try to make my side sound better for my half. Are you with me? And, and, and that's the way it goes, amen? Now, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Sometimes when we go and describe in our side, we always make it better. So be careful. Be careful. Now, what is the cost of doing right? Say it with me. A, the cost of being... Say it with me. The cost of being... Say it with me. The cost of being... But not only that, but then there, there, there's the cost of being mistreated. mistreated. Sometimes you're just going to be falsely accused. Falsely accused. Uh, I don't have time to go into all that because I want to get to the good part. I want you to turn with me to chapter number 40, 41. You say, dear God, preacher, with all that doing right stuff, I don't know if I want to do right if it's going to cost all that. Well, let me finish. It ain't over till it's over. Say amen. The Bible says in, in, in Genesis 41 and verse 38. Let me lay it out for you. Joseph was sold into slavery. He was in a pit. Then he ended up in Potiphar's house. He was lied upon in Potiphar's house, but he did the right thing. Say amen. He kept his character. Then he was thrown into prison. In that prison, in that prison, we find he runs into the butler and the baker. We know that the butler ended up getting his position back and the baker ended up getting hung on a tree. Well, in deciphering the dream of the butler and the baker, he said, please get me out of here. And now he was done wrong again because he forgot him. But later on, as Pharaoh had his dream, he said, hey, 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 wait a minute. 
There's a Hebrew boy down in the prison, and he interpreted my dream. Maybe he can interpret your dream. They bring Joseph up and find out Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream, and now things are rocking. We find this is what Pharaoh says in, in chapter 41, verse 38. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Now watch what happens. Watch what happens. Thou art, or thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it on Joseph and arrayed him in uh, vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. Verse 43. And he made him to ride in the second chariot, which he had, and they, cr listen, cried before him, Bow the knee! And he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in the land of Egypt. Verse 46. And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. Preacher, what are you saying? I want you to see number three. Not only do we see, listen, the courage he expressed, but the cost he endured. I want you to see the crown that he enjoyed. Amen. The crown that he enjoyed. A, if you're taking notes, write this down. This crown was painfully delayed. The Bible says he was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh. That was 30 years of doing the right thing. Preacher, what are you saying? Now, I didn't, I didn't tell you that, to, uh, and I was a little cautious about putting that. But it, it alliterated so well, amen? Uh, sometimes when you do the right thing, it's not going to be evident the next day. Said, preach, I did the right thing with the situation and I'm still paying for it. You just do right. Just be patient. Time, write this down. Write this down. You probably already know it. Write this down. Time is always on the side of right. What does that mean? That means if you do right, time will always tell. Time will always tell and show it to be. Time is always on the side of right. Preacher, but I, I, I did the right thing, and this happened. I did the right thing, and, 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 and it's not, I, why, why hadn't it? I, just be patient. God may be setting you up for the kingdom. There are some areas, there are some areas, Brother Mickle, that I did the right thing in South Carolina, and I thought God was going to keep me over there. I thought I'd done had my mind about putting a putting a, a, a building out there in the cornfield behind the church and uh, and all these things, and I did the right thing, I did, but you know what? Things things were different. Things things didn't go the way I thought they. But it was all according to God's plan. Amen. God was setting me up for Coleman, Alabama. I didn't see that then. I didn't understand that then. But when it was all said and done, hey, he the man. 
Sometimes the crown for doing right will be painfully delayed. But watch this here. B, it was publicly displayed. Sometimes you may be sitting down in that prison wondering if anybody knows where you're at. Wondering whether anybody knows who you are. Sometimes you're sitting down in that place, you're down in that pit where it started, thinking, what in the world? All I've done is done right. Man, all I've done is done what I'm supposed to do. You're down in that pit, and but then all of a sudden you're sitting on a throne with a ring on your finger and a crown, listen, crown on your head and gold around your neck. And, and now you're riding, you're riding in, in the Pharaoh's ride. Say amen. Being led all around Egypt and them crying out in front saying, bow the knee. I imagine Joseph said, can you go by Potiphar's house? It's about three streets down on the right. That's just what I'd have done. Amen. But you know, you know she knew. There is a Hebrew named Joseph, and he's now ascending the throne. I bet she said, uh oh. Richard, what are you getting at? Don't worry about how long it takes. Because when it does arrive, it's going to be worth the wait. You say, well, what, 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 but, 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 but what about his brothers? Oh, yeah, that happened too. See, God let them get hungry. Now, now, see, you can read anything you want, but I know what I'm talking about, and I got a good imagination. But all that jiving and juking he did with his brothers, that's payback. I don't care what you say. They came and bought, they came and bought. He said, you're spies. They didn't know who he was. They didn't know who he was because he had done changed so much and was wearing all the Egyptian attire. And they didn't have no idea who he was, but he knew who they was. Amen. <laughs> he sent them back and said, you're spying. No, we're not spying. He's messing with them, y'all. Sends back one of the vessels, and in, 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 in I believe it was Benjamin's bag. The one they knew, if we don't, or, and that was later on, they said, bring back, if you who you say you are, bring back Benjamin. He wanted to see his real brother. Listen, all that. You can believe this. You can say what you want to. But what goes around? It's coming. What did Bob Jones say? It ain't never right to do wrong to get a chance to do right. Do right. If the stars fall, you do right. Church, say amen. amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we well, thank you so much.